Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood Instant Analysis Time after a 23-20 loss to the Buffalo Bills. The Ravens blow a 20-3 second quarter lead. Uh, do not score after it in a disappointing loss to Buffalo. Five consecutive home defeats for the Baltimore Ravens spanning two seasons. Um, and just overall massive disappointment after a flying start where it looked like the Ravens are going to potentially put Buffalo away in the first half. Um, as RDT joins us live here, it's going to be me and Banks to start, but now RDT is joining as we go. Uh, Banks, your initial thoughts on uh, just a, a, a brutal loss, a brutal loss once again at home. I'm beside myself, I've tried to spend the last, I don't know, hour or so since the game ended trying to organize my thoughts as to – I don't know who to blame, what happened, how to deal with it. It's frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. 23-20 loss. The game was there early. The game was there in the middle for us to be had. Some shit was really frustrating when the game could have been completely put out of reach on multiple fronts, both on our end and on the officiating end. Um, Needless to say, 20 to 10, you get the football out of the second half and you really produce nothing offensively. Um, the defense played in the second half, like they didn't play very well, but they didn't play awful either. But at the same time, like situational football across all fronts, like it just feels like they, these, this team's not clicking, whether it be offensive or defensively, you know, there's been, a lot of brilliance offensively, but there's been times where they've um, faltered at the wrong time and not closed out games. Defensively, it speaks for itself. They've gotten some takeaways. They got a couple early takeaways today that really staked them to a, a comfortable position and they just didn't step on their throats. And so um, as a guy who's you know a season ticket holder, you've gone to games twice, and I can speak for a lot of season ticket holders to go to the two t- two games we've gone to so far and watch them, and then watch them fall apart the way that they have. It's just like extremely frustrating, so frustrating, and for them to get to the end of the football game still with the opportunity to do what they need to do and win it, um, and for Harbaugh not to take the points there, I mean, I think that's the ultimate – that's that's the biggest conversation that's going to centralize, like, be around this game in particular is Harbaugh's decision to go for it on fourth and goal from the two as opposed to take the points. Take the lead in a rainy game, a windy game. It was spitting. It was disgusting. They were moving the football better than we were for sure. Um, but, I listen – I love the aggressiveness that this team has typically shown over over the last three or four years. And I'm usually behind John Harbaugh on these decisions, especially in a lot of the frustrating losses that happened last year that just were two-point attempts that just didn't go our way. That's just sometimes how it goes. This was a bad decision. I can't sugarcoat this one. I don't like, I'm sure there's numbers that say, hey, we got fourth and goal at the two in that scenario with our offense. I'm sure there's some sort of number that says expected points added in that situation. We're going to score, I don't know, 60% of the time. And that yields, I don't know, five points if you do like the probability 
mathematics on that. But situational football says take the field goal. Take the points. Take the lead. Even if you don't have a ton of confidence in defense, like you have to put them in positions for them to try to go out and accomplish something. Go out and try to win the game. Kick the field goal. Take the three points. Take the lead. The Bills, they very well, in a situation where they were down three, could have stepped on the gas there and scored a touchdown instead of the field goal on that final drive. We'll never know. But um, the just the calculus, the pressure added, just all the, the situational magnitude of everything has changed if they just kicked the field goal and forced the Bills to think differently on that final drive. And they didn't do that. And the interception to – for it to be a touchback as opposed to a first and 10 from the two, you know, two yard line for the bills is also, I mean, that plays into it as well. Um, so it was just kind of a worst case scenario, the way that play played out. And um, it was frustrating to just watch them dink and duck the way down the field. It was frustrating as fuck to watch that pass uh, rough in the passer call with Josh Allen. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um but man, it just sucks. It's just really frustrating. And um, we're two and two. There's, there's no, I mean, that's the situation at hand. There's a lot of really good things that I think this football team has done that can give anyone some hope to say that, hey, we're two and two football team going on 11 and six or 12 and five. Like, there's a lot of good signs that show that we're a good football team because the Bills are a very, very good football team. They're Super Bowl favorites, and we had them. We had them by the balls today, and I think there's something to be said about that. It just There's just no way to feel good about it when the ball – I mean, the we had them dead to rights in more ways than one, and we, ha- we should have had them more dead to rights than we did, but, like, here we are, two and two. You know, it's it's hard to say we shouldn't be four and out. Like, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating. So, that's my rant to start things off. I have plenty more thoughts, but you guys can dive in with your thoughts, and and I can stew a little bit and think a little more. Again, I mean, I the bar that I was at had it on at the far end, so I saw very limited plays, but I saw the interception. Um, and again, I mean, it, you know, looking up being like, oh, damn, they're up. Where were they upset? 20 to 20 to three at one point? Yes. I'm like, yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I said, I was like, this is, I mean, you know, this is where they have to put their foot on the gas and just keep going. Like, you just can't, you can't take it off. And like I said, I don't know if it was the weather or what, but, and, and like you said, I, cause I was talking to a buddy, like, this is a team that easily should be four now. I mean, you have the lead against the Dolphins that, that they let up. And then this lead, which, you just you you can't and again those are two of the more surprising losses i think at home ravens in quite some time like they 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 used to never lose these games like games like that they never lost you know a 17 point lead or or you know a, a 21 point lead like they did to the dolphins so i i, I don't know again I, I didn't watch nearly as much as 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 i could have um because it was not on one of the closest screens but like following it i'm like okay Seems like the Ravens are in control. Like Josh Allen is really struggling. I saw his, his touchdown run where it, it seems like the consensus is Patrick Queen is a liability. And again, I'm, I only saw it on the one play where he was trying to chase down um, Josh Allen, but it seems like he's kind of the conversation on the defense. And it may just be the defense, of, you know, as a whole. And I did see Marvin uh, or Marlon uh, Humphreys 
tweet at the end of the game where he's like, I liked going, I liked to go in for the point, like, you know, going for it. I like that. And he was like, you know, defense, we have to make a stop. And that's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, the defense at, at the end of the day, like this is a defense who was paid. The secondary is paid. Like that's, you know, they're getting paid a lot of money to make these stops and they're just not. So, and who knows? And I did see, I think it was the Reback who said that Marcus Peters and Harbaugh were kind of getting into it at the end of the game. I don't know if you guys saw that where at least I think it was the Reback said that Peters had to be physically pulled away from Harbaugh. I don't know what else has happened with that. Yeah, they were draw. They were like jawing. You don't get like a ton of a look at it. I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been, and maybe More there is, and I just missed it, but like a fan video of someone just filming the sideline that we yeah, just always, and someone's always filming everything. So you just, if something, but the TV broadcast, you just like briefly see Harbaugh's like lip Talking read. About and, it. Then, and then it like rolls to Peters and Peters just like yelling back at him. And then Harbaugh said after the game that they're on the same page and that he loves them and all those. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what he should say. You know, it's not, he, and you know, Harbaugh, he's, he's not going to get into anything with the media. Like he's not going to give an ounce, you know, to what they're looking for there. But, um, I, I don't know. Again, I've talked to a couple of Ravens fans after and they are, I mean, you know, they are not thrilled with how this, this loss went. I think, I think again, looking at it, you know, you look at the, well, I guess you can't do it anymore, but like the NFL as quarters, you know, we kind of thought that the Ravens would be three and one after the first quarter. I think that that was kind of the consensus. You again, going into the season, you had this game probably penciled in as a loss. You didn't, you didn't really think they would lose to the dolphins, but two and two. And like we've talked about the division is not, great by any means right now i mean cleveland lost cincinnati won on what thursday and pittsburgh lost today so it sucks that they're not more out ahead like they like i think like that we thought they were going to be but you know they're still right yeah there the, the division the division's awful <laughs> the division's absolutely awful. It i seems think like uh, the afc as a whole may just be kind of be kind of shitty i think that the the talking points here to go through are this and it, banks touched on the first one which is the hardball Decision to go for on fourth down. I mean, I think that, you know, when you look back at the history over the last two or three years, this was always going to be the decision they were make. They were going to make. They have consistently done this. They have not kicked in this spot. Um, and in a game where, you know, the Bills were driving it down the field, I think that's the justification that they needed seven as opposed to needing three. I personally would have loved them to just kick the field goal and then trusted your defense to get a stop for the win right there as opposed to like missing out on and then getting a stop to get the ball back or to maybe go to overtime. Um, especially in a situation where it just felt like we needed to figure out a way to get the game over with. Um, and maybe, you know, that's why they, you know, you go for seven to try to put a dagger in, but I would have taken anything at that point. The fact that we got down there, how stagnant the offense was in the second half was good enough for me. Just like take something out of it and then move from there. But this is, you know, where we are, you know, John Harbaugh was getting crushed everywhere, but you know, by Ravens fans. And, you know, now he has to answer for it. That's why he gets paid the money. You know, I would have gone for three there, but I can see the argument for seven. And I, you know, the analytics people are coming out and being like, I guess it was like a medium risk and then it would lean towards going forward in that spot based on like situation and whatever um, is what it is. The officiating is another huge point of this game. Um, the officiating was not good, but I think when you're up 20 to, this is my only issue about complaining about officiating. And there's a lot of like officiating talk. The officiating was not good. The Ravens got the benefit, did not get the benefit of many calls in this game. When you're up 20 to three against the team at, you should win. I don't care who it is. Like, and they should have been up by more The Ravens, the Ravens punch in a third touchdown when they, when they got the ball in the second quarter, it's almost a coast to a certain extent at that point. Um, 
you, you, that that was the base thing for me. You know, this overall idea that the Ravens can't kill teams off continues to be more and more concerning because this is an issue that happened last year, and they continue to just not be able to. You know, great teams, no matter who's officiating or what the decision was at the end, figure out a way in the second quarter to put a to put a dagger in their hearts and don't don't let and don't not let them come back. So that to me, over all of the other like ancillary talking points, like you know. It, this was not a good, not good game for the officiating, not a good game for some individual guys. As you said, Patrick Queen drops another just easy interception. And that was not when it was raining, by the way, it was not raining at the stadium when he dropped that. That was just a freaking drop. And then, got, you know, some, you know, Rashad Bateman had some drops. Like there's some individual guys that definitely did not show well in this game. But to me, it's an overall team inability to play you know, complimentary enough football throughout the course of the game where it allows teams to just come back from double-digit deficits. Like that's a gigantic issue. Um, the Ravens didn't get over 300 total yards in, on offense in this game. Shocking considering the success they had early in the game. Um, it's not good enough. Should they, you know, I think there'll be a lot of like, why did you go away from the running game? They ran it 25 times, average five yards a carry. You, you run it a little bit more to try to take some sting out of the game in the second half when it feels like the momentum is going against you. You know, they just couldn't figure out a way to get that, get it done. And if this keeps happening, it's just going to go from like, maybe the Ravens should be four and oh to the Ravens are two and two because they're just ultimately this team. That's fine. And not anything special. Like that's kind of where my mind goes to in terms of like, it's very easy to sit here and be like, cause you look at the town on the roster, you look at what they could be and the perception of what they could be. And maybe that's just not what they are. Like, if you're going to continue to do this, you just are who you continue to be. And this is what they continue to be. Is a team that also adds good things and then ultimately can't put all those good things together into a package that allows them to keep leads. The five consecutive, by the way, the five consecutive losses at home is stunning. Stunning, considering, as you said, RDT, I think you made the right point. They used to never lose games like this at home. You, mm-hmm. you, They would get up in that stadium, and it, the game was over. Over. Even bad Ravens teams, even some bad Ravens teams, go up at home, game over. This is why I was like, oh, man, that team has to go to Baltimore this week. Even if the Ravens sort of struggle, it was like, that's going to be a tough place to go in and win. If you're an opposing team at this point coming into the bank, I don't think you're that scared right now. I don't think you're – look – I don't think you're that's thanks. How would you say the crowd was today? Crowd was a mixed bag. I mean, we knew Bills fans were going to show up. There was a lot of uh, chit chat over the weekend that Bills fans were, you know, invading all of our bars over the weekend. It's to be expected. They, we all know they travel well and that they, they love their team and that they had committed to a weekend here before they knew what the weather was going to be. And I would say that <laughs> the crowd was, 60, 40 Ravens fans. Um, I mean, I don't know that the crowd was out of it. No, that was that. My, my overall point was like, it, that wasn't like both in how the team played and the overall environment throughout. It was rocking at the beginning when they played, were playing well. And obviously, crowd stays in the game. Ravens, very tremendous fans, not knocking that. But that didn't feel like a cauldron that's hard to play it today when you're watching the bills. At the, no, near the end I mean, of the, the game. weather was nasty. And the it weather hurts it. The weather hurts it. The weather really hurts it because it, People don't show up, you know, and I don't blame them. People are not, you know, as as locked in. The rain, the rain just kills people. Rain and wind kills people. It was the rain and the wind. The wind coupled with the rain because there were points in time between plays or during timeouts. You'd stand up and just turn yourself just so the rain wasn't coming in sideways directly into your face. 
and the direction you needed to stand in order to accomplish that changed like every time out. There was not a single direction where you could expect the rain to be coming in. So it was just like really gross, really nasty, um, which isn't to say that's an excuse or I'm just describing the situation. So a lot of people left, a lot of people, you know, sought reprieve, whatever, um, just kind of a weird environment. Um, I, I was trying to liken it going into the game, like the 49ers game a handful of years ago. That's um, what I was thinking. That that gross, wet game. It was such like a the rain factor, in that game I mean, was, was worse, though, right? I think it was similar. I think it was pretty much the same. It was just gross. It wasn't that it was raining hard by any means, but that it was just raining in a lot of different directions and spitting. And um, I mean, my my season tickets are like underneath the uh, the upper deck lighting that kind of protrudes over the stands there. So the drops coming down from that were were coming in even sideways because the wind was strong enough where what it was dropping from, I don't know, 50 feet above me was they were coming in sideways and there were gigantic drops. And so it's like, I got to keep a thumb over the top of my beard just to, just to not have it rain into my beer, that kind of thing. So, um, I, like I did it play a fact. I mean, the rain for sure played a factor. Stefan Diggs had an easy touchdown at one point that went straight, dropped it. Yeah. Straight dropped it. And, um, Man, big play by Bateman, like you said, that was right there. Not just to convert the first down, but he had – it was not a dissimilar route and play than the one he took to the house against the Dolphins. He catches that clean, and he's got some room to maneuver, and we've seen what he can do with space. So really tough um, for him to drop that ball and a few others in key situation and, like – it's just disheartening, man. Like, it felt like all the bad plays the Bills made just didn't prove to be all that costly. And you can always look at any game after one team wins and one team loses and look at it that way. But, like, when the Bills dropped the ball, the next play they made a play to make up for it, and they got the end zone. The Ravens, they dropped the balls on third down. Uh, the bad calls that went against them were big plays – that just swung the pendulum in a big way. The ones that went against the Bills didn't do that so much. Like, there's something to be said, and I'm not making excuses. It's just like, it looked like it was going to be our day, just like the Dolphins game. This was our game to win, our game to go out and close out, our game to win. And everything just turned on a dime. We just didn't, underperformed. We just didn't do our jobs. Everything started to swing against us, and then here we are licking our wounds. Sucks. It fucking sucks. I'm not – it's like I said at the top of the show, I'm not, like, going to sit here and say that it changes my outlook for what this team is capable of or what they can do. It just puts us in a situation where we could be really in a driver's seat and we're not. So what are you going to do? You got to go back to the drawing board. You got to figure some shit out. Um continue to try to get healthy, I guess. I mean, that's just going to be an ongoing narrative for this team as the year goes on. But, man, um, just really, really fucking frustrating to walk out of that stadium the way we have too many times in a row, too many times. Yeah, I think I – yeah, I mean, that's 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 pretty spot on. You, it, it's – 
it's almost it's almost hard it's almost like hard to sum up at this point how you that, that the, the the blowing of the leads is just like stunning some of these like these two losses are just shockingly they're not shockingly similar but in terms of just being in total control of proceedings like that is on everybody i i mean i think we we for the most part are, are have pretty much ridden the john harbaugh train and i think deservedly so for a long time and i would say continue to be on that train but i think that staff has to look at themselves and say like how are we letting these i mean you have your players in the field but like are you getting out adjusted? Are you get are you are you letting guys you know lower a level and not keep the same mentality from minute one to minute sixty in the game? I mean that that's a that's a that's like a huge you know losing games like that's a huge indictment on every single aspect of the organization. I think we've talked about you know players and specific players and things happening there, but I think that coaching staff you know whatever they meet tomorrow or whatever it is, you have to say like what you know, are there intangible things that we're not doing that's, you know, allowing us to just give these games away? Because, I mean, you know, you, Banks, you and I were both in the stadium. Like, that place was ready with one more touchdown to make it either, you know, 21 to three or to make it 24 to three to be in, like, total ecstasy of, like, all right, we have totally rolled. And even, and and the sequence, the sequence near the end of the half where the Ravens get the ball back with just over two minutes to go with a chance to drive down the field, and make it 20, 27 to three or 23 to three going into the half. Stall, drive stalls, they kick, and the defense can't make a stop to at least limit the Bills to three and, and gives a, gives up the touchdown with, you know, whatever it was, six seconds left, seven seconds left. It's a giant point of the game. It's a giant point of the game to have felt like you dominated and made the plays and forced Josh Allen into some mistakes and, to really get the, you know, you know, Marlowe with the interception and, and OA forced the fumble. You've like gone out and made plays defensively when the past couple weeks, you know, or last week, they really, they made plays defensively than they needed to. You've done all of those things. And, you know, sure, a couple drives offense has to kick some field goals. That's why I have Justin Tucker, bang, bang, bang. That's a giant sequence to go from it being 20 to three, 20 to six, even to 20 to 10. Um, and even getting the ball back, it just felt like, I just remember sort of sitting back and being like, this feels like it should be way more close to being in the bag as opposed to now, if you go out and punt, the Bills kind of have all the momentum coming out of the half. And that's exactly what happened. They assumed the momentum after the half. And, and you know, everyone debates on whether momentum exists, but it felt like the Bills found something there at the end offensively that, you know, put them in. And the Ravens not – I mean – the, so the, the Ravens not being able to pull up one point in the second half. I mean, it's inexcusable at home. It's inexcusable. I mean, you, you've got to figure no matter the decision, they've got to figure out a way to get in the end zone on the first three downs down there it, for, you know, first and goal from the nine or whatever it was. Got to go, got to punch the ball in the end zone there. Um, and for that to be, you know, one of their only major scoring chances in the entire half at a home game and one of the biggest games of the year. It's not good enough. That's why you lose. <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that. You can, break down the break down the tape and and you know as i always say every week smarter people than me are doing that on twitter you can go look up through all those people and do that but intangibly like not doing things that winning football teams do or winning sports teams do to close games that's why you lose that that sentence in itself just Really hit it right on the nose there. You do those kinds of things. There's so many opportunities when you're faced with, it's really cliche, but to say adversity 
especially officiating adversity, you look at, right, 20 to 10 coming out of half, you get the football, you have an opportunity to to do a variety of things, go down the field and score a touchdown is the best option, but to go three and out, that's really frustrating. Um, and there was just a lot of three and outs, a lot of uh, moving backwards. They, they were off, you know, holdings and false starts and delays of game where heck JT had to make a 51 yarder in the rain instead of a 46 yarder because of just a stupid delay game penalty. It's just little things like that. Um, inability to move the football and not, it just seemed as though like they didn't play situationally to the weather. And that is what is, Again, I keep coming back to the the decision that John Harbaugh made. I don't know that we've talked enough about that. That's the story of this game is the Ravens were there with three, what, 345 left with an opportunity to stake themselves to a lead and at least put the pressure in the Bills' corner, and we just we go for it on fourth down. Like, take the points. Like, I, I've already talked about it. I started the show with it, really. You take the points, man. Just take the points. Take the points. Uh, my next thought is take the points um, and also take the points. It's just, it's really, really hard to, <laughs> it's just uh, hard to wrap your head around. And like I said, I fucking love the aggressiveness. I love the idea of going for six, going for seven um, in a ton of situations. But geez, man, that's just not the one to do so. You just got to look at the situation at hand and know that it's disgusting out. It's raining. It's windy. Take the points. Take the points. Take the points. Take the points. And then the, the thing that's oh. almost more frustrating is I think that they're going to look at this and be like, all right, that's our breaking point. We're going to take the points always now. And we're just going to give away – opportunities uh, to be aggressive down the road like that's the problem see, see i i actually would describe i think that i i think they're going to continue to do what they've been doing i mean they've just they've continued to stay consistent in every situation with this aggressiveness i think if anything the bills waltzing down the field and you know could have easily scored a touchdown there at the end almost proved the decision they made right to have to go get seven to continue the game or to try to win the game uh to a certain extent like the i if they start on the 20 and do the exact same thing, they would have the exact same amount of time, the exact same situation. Would it have really gone any different if the Ravens, maybe there's a little bit more stress in the drive because you're losing and that causes mistakes or a lack of execution, but it kind of proved the point right that you needed to go get seven points. Um, two quick, interesting things. Uh, Lamar Jackson tweets, uh, we Gucci at Buffalo bills. Good game. So he seems fine. And, um, <laughs> Mark Andrews uh, responded to a question about John Harbaugh's aggressive style by saying he's a dog. Dogs like to attack. I'm a dog, too. So there you go. Sounds like everyone's on the same page in there, which is good. Because, I mean, those are the type of decisions that can fray player-coach relationship, but it sounds like everyone's on the same page with what went on there. So, yeah, I'm not sure if Lamar made some sort of uh, a verdict or like uh, impressed his opinion on the matter and said, hey, let's go for this along with the rest of the offense. And maybe they just kind of were all on the same page. And like, how much is this coming from up top? How much is it coming from John Harbaugh's own brain? And how much of it's coming from the players on the field? We don't know. But collectively, um, they're going to reflect back on this and probably rethink some things. And, and we and we've seen it. I mean, they they have allowed 
players to directly influence those decisions on the field. Like we have the, the tape. When of when is Lamar ever going to be like? Yeah, I'm gonna come over to the sideline and just sit this one out. Like, you don't want your players sure. to have that mentality either. You got to take the ball out of their your players' hands at the right time. Sometimes the same thing goes like in baseball when a when a starting pitcher's gone six and two thirds and he's got runners on second and third with two outs and it's a, a matchup that might not be favorable to him. You just got to come out and you got to take the ball away from. Him. There's situations where that has to be done. That's one in a very key situation where that needed to happen and it didn't happen. And Taylor, you were talking about how like some, this, that, you know, some of those decisions on another team with another coaching staff and another locker room, like that may be a decision that kind of frays a locker room, which, and going back to Andrew's quote, I think they're all going to be in, in Harbaugh's favor when he's like, go for it. Cause again, like, like you were saying as a team, it's like, fuck yeah, we want to go for this. Like, yeah, we want to punch it in for seven. Like you said, Lamar's not going to be like, yeah, you know, we're on the two. No, no, let's let's kick it. Let's take the points. I think they're always going to have that mentality. Like, yeah, let's go for it. What do you mean? Like, why are you even asking? We're just going to go for it. So, you know, again, with this, with the, with that clubhouse, that locker room, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Like, I think they're always going to be on the fa- on the side of, hey, let let's go for it. Like, let's let's go ahead and do this. We're going to win it ourselves. And you know, if we don't execute, we don't execute, and that's on us. I don't. You know, it's not like I don't think anyone's going to be like, I can't. They're not in the locker room going, I can't believe Harbaugh went for that. Like, why did we go for that? You know, I think I think they believe in themselves and and they they trust themselves. And like you said, it just it it didn't happen. And and you know, that's why I, I'm on your side with I don't think that this is a decision that will ever fray a locker room, have anyone flipping out and losing, you know, losing their minds or anything like that. I'm just looking at the statistics of that drive that ended in no points. It's a 14 play 93 yard drive, nine and a half minutes. It's such a drive. And this just goes back to like the first offensive drive of the Miami game. There's like this team has put together way too many awesome, awesome drives that they haven't they haven't finished. And they finished a lot of drives. They I think they finished eight out of ten red zone drives before the season, um, before this game, rather, this season, and put the ball in the end zone. But 14 plays, 93 yards, nine and a half minutes. That's a like this is where I'm trying not to overreact. The result sucks. The, the decision sucks. Everybody's hammering the offense for not producing in the second half, and for the most part, they didn't. But that's a fuck of a drive that the offense put together to go 14 plays, 93 yards, nine and a half minutes, control the football, and they just couldn't put it away. But at least like a field goal drive, like if they kick the field goal there and the defense comes up with a stop, you look at that drive and you say, yeah, the offense knows how to close out a game. They know how to, you know, put together a game-winning drive and whatever. So it's just I'm trying not to get too caught up in the narratives and the little things like that just flip games on their heads and just look at it for what this is. And this is a team that is capable of a 14-play, 93-yard drive. Uh, let's see. There, I know there was at least another one. I've got some of these drives on ESPN.com, like drawn out 15 plays, 81 yards, nine-minute touchdown drive that J.K. Dobbins punched in there um, late in the first quarter. I mean, just there's awesome, awesome football that this team has in it. And you can't expect that they're going to go nine minutes on every drive, but, like, they are fully capable of really great things. Even the field goal drive, seven minutes, 40 40 seconds there um, late in the second quarter. Like, they played such an awesome ball control football game in – 
rainy adverse weather for one half and they just completely lost their way in the second. It's just, oh man, there's, I want people because they're people are calling for John Harbaugh's head and it's, <laughs> you're, you're right to be mad at John Harbaugh today. Anyone is, I am. But to call for his head is, it's one of those things where it's like every time something like this happens, people are calling for his head. It's like, come on, man. The culture we built here, the football team that we have in place, it's crazy to call for his job. But he has to look himself in the mirror and fix a few things and make some better decisions. He's built the culture. He's built, you know, played a part in building the roster and coaching these guys up and getting them in position to do some really great things. Um this is kind of a fork in the road for them, I think. And I think Sunday against the Bengals is going to be – we're going to find out who this team is because, you know, behind that, the schedule kind of changes a little bit. They go on the road a little more, but they're not quite challenged in the same way for, for a few weeks in the same way that they are these two weeks with the Bills and the Bengals. And this was a this was a test that they had right there at the, at the deadline, and they failed it. Um, but – the opportunity is still there to get better and they're, they've only got two losses. And I still think that this is a double digit win team that's going to go to the playoffs and have a chance to do great things. But it's like, man, it's like opportunity to learn lessons here. We've got to learn from this. We got to be better. Fuck. I'm all over the map here. I know. No, I, I think the funny part is you talk about like the coming back to the ability to play complimentary football. I think if you had <laughs> easy thing to say always, if you had given someone 20 like excuse me i I can't talk if you had given someone defense allows buffalo to score 23 points in the game i think you think the ravens are winning the game right i think we all would have been like oh that's perfect 23 i think all of us had the the bills 30s i had had them winning yeah i mean i had them winning 31 28 so like had them up in the high 30s defense did enough despite being the 32nd ranked defense in the league coming in and despite you know struggles and injuries and whatever Got him to a place where you would think that offense and was put him in the, despite how the game flow went, put him in the position, as you said, to have the offense go down and punch the ball in the end zone to win the game 27 to 20. Or maybe they ends up, maybe the, the Bills come down and score 27, 27 to go to overtime. But like that was a scenario in this game and they just did not execute at the end of the game. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, we have praised him immensely the first three weeks of the year and he had some great moments in this game ultimately you know did not get it done at the end of the game and when you're the mvp you go down and you get a touchdown for your team in that drive so i mean that's the that's the other piece of it is you know josh allen went down and you know they only had to kick but did not look like they were gonna get stopped um getting in the end zone if they wanted to on that drive and which is easy to say when the Ravens are kind of have no ability to stop the clock, whatever, whatever. No need to go deep into that. But, you know, Lamar Jackson, you watch that fourth down play back, and it looks like there's, you know, if he can try to step up and turn left, that Mike Davis is wide open in the end zone, doesn't make the throw. So, kind of how it goes. Any final thoughts? Pieces, man, and just figure it out. Figure it out. Uh. Banks, Banks has nothing left. RDT, you want to um, give the, the Orioles props for being above 500 here before we go? If, did they if win I did, Yeah, they won. If the I fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, one boys. more fucking Yankee apologist, 
bitch and complain about judge not getting a fastball down the dick. I'm going to, I will fully commit manslaughter on them. It's unbelievable. Wow. They pitch him today. He struck out more times is, than he walked. This is an archived and recorded show. This is fucking insane. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, they're at 82 wins, non-losing season. Judge stinks. Guy can't hit a home run. He's going to choke it away. If he ends up on 61 home runs, I think he has to sit next year out. Like, I don't think you get to sign a big deal if, if, you're, if you're sitting on 61. And, and every fucking Yankee pinstripe motherfucker is complaining that Spencer Watkins didn't, didn't give him a center cut fastball. What are we doing here? Big series win for the Orioles over the American hey, League hey. champions. Anytime you can get a series win over the Yankees, I think it's it's a good time. I will say the uh, the Sunday night game is going to be very interesting to see with Ravens and and Bengals because I don't think the Bengals are that good right now. Like yeah, the Ra- I they're think really the, spinning their wheels too. The Ra- I mean the Ravens could go in and beat them by seventeen, and it's like yeah, that's kind of what we thought, you know. So I, it'll be interesting. And again, we'll talk about it more this week, but. You know, I because like I said, Twitter was kind of doom and gloom. I saw people saying, you know, Harbaugh should be out on the street begging for a job and, and you know, shaking a shaking a cup with some coins in it. I don't think that's quite, you know, quite where we're at. But it's just like, you know, obviously, like you said, they're, they're having some trouble, but still early in the season. They're two and two with a huge I mean, it's a huge game on Sunday night. So it can all, all of the first quote quarter can be forgotten with, you know, a good performance on Sunday night. So. Yeah, I, I guess we have to get one more of the bad calls. And the Mark Andrews offensive pass interference was game pretty weak call. It was game yeah, pr- pretty weak call. I, I don't know that I didn't say that explicitly, but Jesus Christ, man, we score that touchdown and we're up, we're up twenty-one three instead of seventeen three, and then we put together a drive where we kicked a field goal. So it should have been twenty-four three at half. And that's not even to say that we had the ball and DuVernay got slammed on what should have been a pass interference that would have extended the drive before half and very potentially kept the Bills, you know, from offense from taking the field before halftime where they went down a field and scored seven. So, like, the dynamic of the game was changed immensely by the officiating in the second half. And I just – it's really hard for somebody to sit here and tell me otherwise. Like, I, I, I will – not hear of anything otherwise is a joke that Jerome Boger's crew had out there today. And we've said enough. We have said enough that every opportunity was there for the Ravens to right the wrongs, but it was, I almost wish that the, the league would come out and I think this could be electric, even if they just gave officiating grades on every game. <laughs> Well, so Boger has to talk to a pool reporter, which he did. because I, I believe the rules, the media can request a pool reporter to speak with the officiating crew should they want to, and that did happen. And Boger said he was confident in, ne- in neck and head contact on the Brandon Stevens play. I think Zarebeck oh, uh, was the pass, The rough and the passer? The rough and the passer, yeah. Yeah, well, he's wrong, so. <laughs> but just to, just to throw it in for context. People was he confident before or after he saw jo- uh, Josh Allen – bitch and whine for the flag. He literally went, he put both his fists on the ground. Like, give me the flag. And he got the flag. Jesus Christ. It's a joke. There you have it. Ravens lose to the, to the, uh, to the bills. 23, 20. Uh, we'll be back this week for the normal weekly show. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometime around there to preview Ravens Bengals, put a bow on the Orioles season as well as it comes to an end this week. Look forward into the offseason and towards what will, I'm sure, be an exciting opening day next year. 
Um, before we go, I podcasting here from my, uh, from my childhood home, uh, Sam Smythe, my younger brother, his streaming setup here, absolutely professional. I'm like lit with this, with this camera. And I have like the mic is just above me right here. It's uh, unbelievable. So <laughs> what a setup, <laughs> what a setup I did the business analysis from. Uh, so shout out to him. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for your service. Thank you to my mom, dad, and my twin brother, Burke too. throw them all in there. <laughs> Throw them all in here. Uh, we will see you next time on the Expedition 2 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.